Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, going home for the holidays inspires people to get inked. I know when I was in college, everyone would come back from break with fresh tattoos. Some of them were a little regrettable. Luckily, there's a local tattoo artist who's extra skilled at cover-ups and even goes out of their way to cover up harmful imagery. It's Monday, November 21st. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Jessica Tella, you're a non-binary artist and tattooer. You work at Cyclops Tattoo on the South Side. How did you get into tattooing? I fell into it. I <laughs> I, I left um, academia. I was trying to pursue a doctorate after getting my master's through Penn State. In what? Uh, business management. I'm giving air quotes here because I don't really know what that even meant, to be honest with you. And... I went through a pretty serious health diagnosis. I was diagnosed with a skin cancer or melanoma, and it just kind of flipped my world upside down. And I didn't feel mm-hmm. myself in the business world, right? I was working at GE or General Electric. Got out of that. I was still getting tattooed a lot. And a person that I was getting tattooed by was opening a shop. And she asked if I could help out or, you know, participate with like a helping the books, cleaning, all that stuff. And just from there, I, I, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the culture, the people, the conversations that come from it. And I, with no background or anything, no like actual skill or justification, I was like, I can do that. Come on. And I'm still trying almost 10 years later. <laughs> 10 years later, I'm still trying. I saw on your Instagram, you do a lot of uh, cover-up work. I do. So what kind of things are you w- covering up, like a you know an ex's name, a spelling error? Ooh, yes. Oh, a spelling error, not not so often. That is a, a, an occurrence, but not as often as you would think. Yeah. Uh, but yes, of course, there's names that need covering. There's just bad tattoos in general, people that maybe did it in an unsafe place mm-hmm. or like an unsanitary place. But... I've been doing cover-ups of what could be looked at as racially charged, gang-related, um, cult-related types of tattoos, abusive-related mm-hmm. tattoos, you know, domestic abuse tattoos. I've been doing those types of cover-ups, which, again, fit all of the things you just asked, like a name, a symbol, an image, particular colors, whatever. Mm-hmm. I cover th- those up for free because... I really believe in the opportunity for renewal. Does does that ever get like energetically very heavy? Like when you, a couple of questions. One, when did you start offering this service and how can you offer it? If like you see someone with something that doesn't align with your personal ethics, because, you know, you do identify as a non-binary tattoo artist. So, yes. yeah, if you're seeing something and you're like, this is wild, you know. You believed in this at one point. Yeah. I, I've tried and, and it's I've learned over the years of doing it that going into it with judgment or perceiving this person already is what happens to this person um, and has been happening to this person from the onset of their falling into that maybe, in my opinion, like weird or dark belief system. Mm -hmm. So like we always cast our judgments out and tattooing is the 
in my opinion, the perfect place for a judgment-free arena of conversation and human interaction. So I try to make sure that my space is that, right? So when you come into it, I really don't give a damn. You know, if you come in, I don't care. I, I want to know you. I want to hear you say what your story is. Um, and I mean, of course, I have my opposing beliefs to a lot of things, especially of tattooed members that were active, actively a part of the Ku Klux Klan. And yeah. they were trying to find their way out. But I wouldn't have known that because I only saw the symbol or marking that they had on their body. What was the first uh, uh, hate symbol, I guess, that you covered up? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's wild to me that I've done, I've covered so many swastikas, uh, so many texts of saying, you know, white power. And um, covering them is really hard. As a person who really, really has a lot of hatred in my heart, unfortunately, for those people people who are racist, who are homophobic, who are transphobic. It's so backwards to me. Like, I, I can't even like process how it makes sense or how even people justify it. I like to hear what they have to say instead of just being like, oh, no, F them. Like, they don't get it. I, I want to hear what you have to say. And, and then w- once I know, um, we can talk about it and like really engage in a really bizarre conversation. Seeing seeing all these people uh, who have changed and want to cover up these symbols, you know, that they believed in or at least at one point used to believe in. What have you learned about people's capacity to change? And, um, you know, maybe what's been important in causing them to change or reconsider their their views? I I should say that um, a little preface to this answer is I don't I don't just like automatically um say oh you have that let me cover that up for free free of charge yeah you do you, you have like qualifications like you don't just let someone come in and say i want to cover this up for the sake of like it's a bad look but i still believe firmly in this hate <laughs> I, I right 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 yeah that'd be wild i don't think <laughs> if someone said that to me outright i'd be like get the hell out of here dude what what do you say yeah. yeah. um but no one said that but i i I, I got roasted when I put put this up that I was doing this and people were upset justifiably because, you know, there's a lot of fear on, on you know, from people of color or people that um, identify as queer or, or whatever that if you put that symbol on your body, I now identify you and I can, you know, keep my distance and stay safe. And if you're right. hiding that, um, that puts me in danger. So like I, I heard that criticism and I thought it's a, I think it's important to note that I don't just like, um, be like, come on in, folks, even though I do in a way. There are some qualifiers. I, I want I want to ask them and, and without being a gatekeeper, because I don't believe in being that, I say, look me in the eyes, please, and tell me you're serious about the commitment of covering this and the act mm. of my service being given to you. And if you look me in the eyes and say, yes, I accept that and I appreciate it or whatever, you know, I'm not going to close the door on you. I, I want to hear your story. And if you think you've gotten over it or you're trying to get over or move past that time in your life where you made a mistake, then I want to hear from you because it's important that they should have the option to get it covered up and then move past this world that they're trapped in. Do you like to dance? 
look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch, we'll mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. So how have some of these people ended up with these types of tattoos? I, I have heard these stories, and so many of them come from a place of confusion, of hurt, of betrayal, of, of fear. And, and, and really, the, the one I hear the most is confusion. You know, they get trapped in a situation through poverty, through unfortunate mm-hmm. life circumstances that they, you know, get a, a rock in a hard place quite literally. So one that comes to mind, and I, I, I try to uh, spare people's privacy, so I won't give names, but a person you know, was charged with uh, having a lot of pills at a very young age and spent a very long time in a prison, in a federal one. And he was kind of forced. Now, of course, this is his anecdote to me, but his he was forced, he said, to um, choose a gang, right, to be a part of. Right, right. That is that is the way that prisons are. They are very racially divided. Right. Yeah. And it's not just an anecdote. It is like fact. It, it really does happen. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's people that avoid it in some way. And that's amazing for them. So um, I, that person in particular chose uh, you know, a life path and was stuck in it. And then when he got out of, uh, you know, his, his time in, in prison, he started a family and realized that that was BS. You know, all of the stuff in, in prison is different than that of real life. You know, we're integrated. We are collective. We are a people where we interact, not necessarily gang mentality anymore. And mm-hmm. I've spent over 14 hours with this person because we covered up a lot of tattoos, like a lot. Yeah. And um, I I don't think you spend that amount of time intimately with someone and are lied. I mean, of course, of course, you know, you can put you if you're a good actor. Great. You've sold me. You know, I I bought the ticket. But uh, I, I felt like that person was really on a path of change and like did not harbor um, the hate that was on his body as, as symbols. And he was very sweet and was genuinely excited to show his now daughter who was born and alive that life is diverse and beautiful for that exact reason. And to meet that person and to like help that thing engage in, or that person engage in not passing on a generational hate was mm-hmm. awesome. It felt really, really great to, to A, meet that person, whom, if he hears this, I hope he, you know, he knows that I appreciate him a lot, uh, but also not pass it on to his daughter. Like, that is cool to me. Can you give an example of uh, how you were able to transform uh, one of the hate tattoos into something different? Like, visually, what did you do? I'm just going to keep with the example that I've I've been using, just because um, 
A, I, I did do a lot of cover-ups on that person. Mm-hmm. He had the, the text white power down his legs. Damn. I mean, like, that's that's heavy to see. I mean, I, I, I feel challenged staring at it while I'm sketching and trying to figure out how can I effectively cover this up. How big? How big are you? Like is it- this per- this per- particular one was a, a, their their whole shin on either one of their shins, and um, I have been studying Japanese uh, lore and their culture and the style in which that they express tattooing, and I'm really passionate about expressing it in an honorable way, like taking as much as I can know about their stories and the characters that they symbolize and using them in a powerful way. So he had the white power BS and I thought, well, what better than like a symbol of change and in that way, a koi fish, which in some Japanese or Asian cultures is um, a symbol of uh, a being on a path of change. Mm. And some people, you know, will hear the story of a koi fish traveling downward as like they're going towards something specific of themselves, very earthly. However, if it's traveling upwards, um, it's trying to ascend, you know, the river. It's trying to jump up the the waterways into um, a particular gate in Japanese culture where in some people believe that uh, it transforms into the dragon, right? And I use those images, right? One traveling southward, one traveling northward or up or down, whatever you want to say, to cover those uh, those words, you know, and I used pretty heavy ink, you know, a lot of a lot of dark colors, solid saturation, and and then the other one was full color, and uh, again enough to use to cover it appropriately, so that no matter what, when that person is walking around, there's no way you're going to be able to read what that is, and that's not just for everybody else; that's also for him, so that he can move past. You know, when you walk around with tattoos, you you see them, they become a part of you, right? You know, just like the color of your skin is a part of your identity. Um, the symbols on you can get into your psyche a little bit. And I believe if you have something on you that speaks power, that speaks of change and keeps you on this like mental plane of like, I- I'm not always this, I am changing. Um, I think that's real, genuine, um, like secret power. You know, it's like unspoken power. Jessica Tella is a non-binary artist and tattooer from Pittsburgh. You can find them at Cyclops Tattoo on the South Side. Jess, thank you so much for joining us today. Morgan, thank you so much. And our team here has gotten interested in how Pittsburgh tattoo artists are trying to make the scene more inclusive. So stick with us, get it, stick and poke, through the end of the year for more tattoo content. And if you have a Pittsburgh-themed tattoo or a great idea for one, We'd like to know about it. Send us an email. The address is pittsburgh at citycast.fm. A little more news before you go. Pittsburgh Public Radio is getting a union. Employees at the Pittsburgh Community Broadcasting Corporation recently voted 26 to 1 to unionize. The new bargaining unit will include workers from our local NPR station, WESA, and the alternative music station, WYEP. Organizers say their top issues are things like workplace transparency and pay equity. WESA joined several other NPR stations that have unionized in the last few years, including WHYY in Philly and WBUR in Boston. 
And you have trouble, trouble, trouble getting tickets to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour last week. You know when some Verified fans couldn't get tickets during pre-sales and then Ticketmaster just straight up canceled sales for the general public? Well, our Attorney General and soon-to-be Governor Josh Shapiro, he wants to hear about it. He's encouraging anyone who had issues with ticket sales to contact the Pennsylvania AG's office. Let me tell you, if this man gets Swifties their tickets, he probably won himself another four years in office. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, you could always show your love and adoration for us by tattooing our nice Skyline logo somewhere on your body. Or you could do something less permanent, like tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, subscribe to our morning newsletter, you know, all those things. And we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. She's lurking. It's Scorpio season. (laughs) (laughs) The lurker.